Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Pressure. What? So it's <laughs> Write really, it down. It's really easy. You're just going to, when I give you the mark, you're going to start doing the intro, okay? Level what? <laughs> One, 197. Thank you. Level You're welcome. 197 of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. All right, you ready? All right, in five, four, three, two, one, go. Welcome to level 197 of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs with your host, me. And joined as always by my wonderful friends, Mr. Joe the Wookie Riot. <laughs> Hi guys. Who's, who's and me? Danny the Deuce. Hey me, thanks for having us on. That's no. right. This is Blue. And I've taken over the show. Why, why, why have you taken over the show, Blue? I haven't, actually. Uh this is totally your show and I fully apologize. No, no, no. I, I say we go with it. You gotta you gotta commit to the bit. Well like, then we're fully committed and we're taking over the show because today we're talking about diversity. Ooh. Yeah. See, Blue was tired of the white host of Laugh It Up Fuzzball and decided we're gonna embrace diversity one hundred percent. Yep. Yep. He's got he's got some things to confess. Or it has nothing to do that the white Wookiee didn't want to come and tackle this topic all by himself because <laughs> it just felt wrong. Uh, that too. But that but too. why why does it feel wrong? Because Wookiee, uh, only yeah. because you've been on your soapbox for like the last couple episodes. I don't I don't feel like my soapbox has really been that that high i mean no. i think i think all this stuff is important yeah and the, the world has not stopped being crazy i mean there's people crying about like splash mountain getting rethemed right now like <laughs> i mean you're not wrong <laughs> so i mean yeah i don't i don't think uh i, I never at any point what do i want to like bash people over the brains and I, I think for the most part like the probably the listenership is amazing wonderful humans but i think uh talking about diversity and representation is important but yeah. also, like, I think something that a lot of people that have privilege don't realize is when they're, like, shouting really, really high or, like, picking, like, particular, like, narratives from people of color to, like, prove what they want to prove, that they're, like, silencing, like, other voices. And that's also not right. Yeah, I agree. So I'm like, hey, I want to talk about, like, diversity and representation and, like, superheroes. And uh, I would like my two of my best friends in the entire world to join me because uh, they have a different point of view. They grew up different and come from different places. And yeah, yeah. And because I love you guys. So why not? Oh, shucks. But Blue gets to be the host of the show. So take us away, Blue. Awesome. So what are we going to tackle first? How, how, do, how do we want to tackle um, the issue of diversity in comics? As we all know, there's a lot of comic book heroes like your main staples, like uh, Superman, Batman, Captain America, Wolverine, all these guys 
they're great heroes. I mean, in their own rights, everybody loves them and such. I mean, Spider-Man too, you know, but uh, we have a lot of other heroes that also, for a long time, actually, to be honest, there there were not a lot of heroes of color. Um, there were not a lot of hero representation in almost any other thing. I mean, you barely had women until like Wonder Woman came out and some of these other ladies. Um, and I'm glad to, very proud to say actually that some of my favorite comic book stories come from not just women but women of color like uh if we had our our superheroes because i had when we did our top 10 uh superheroes book uh i had the top 10 because of of male characters only because of the fact that um i had the women on a separate page if we had put all of them together um I think Monica Rambeau probably would have been my number two. Okay. Like, like of oh. all heroes. Yeah. We have, we have, there's a lot of diversity now, especially now um, in comic books. I, I'd say starting around, uh, you started seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of people coming around like the 60s and 70s. Um, yeah. I'd say mostly around there. In the 80s is when we got uh, Monica Rambeau herself. Uh, if, for those of you that don't know, she is uh, Captain Marvel, the original uh, Captain Marvel female, uh, not not the uh, not the male uh, version, who was also a white guy. No, I guess technically he was a Cree. He was an alien. Does that count? <laughs> I don't know. Does, does that count? He looked white. But, yeah. You know what? Whatever. He looked like well, a white guy, blonde <laughs> hair, the whole nine. <laughs> I guess. I guess if he wasn't white, he was white passing. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I <laughs> mean. That- that also makes Superman not white. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah but yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that aside, that aside, she was the first Captain Marvel who was a female, uh, and not Ms. Marvel, as we all know, was Ca- Carol Danvers uh, from the movie, who is now Captain Marvel. Um, I think we should go with that. So, Danny. Yeah. Like, who who would you bring out into this list? Like, who was? Do we want to start from a top three? I mean, no, we don't have to do like so. Okay, if I was if I was gonna say like when I when I pitched this idea to you guys, which is just like, hey, I'm gonna talk about this. You want to join me? <laughs> and then yeah. through like the monkey wrench, like Blue, you're the host today, and he's like, yeah. what? Uh, level what? <laughs> but my, um, my brother so, just made an interesting point real quick. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, go for it. He he brought up uh, the other tied for number one with Monica is actually Domino. And yeah. uh, but Domino is like albino white, <laughs> and I don't think that counts either because she is different. But whatever, we're talking about Monica today. Not, I'm, not, I mean, not I, well, if you're going for Domino, then you could go with the Zazzy Beasts, like you know when she brought it to the the screen with a uh, Deadpool two. She was so good at it too. Yeah. Oh, she had the sass. I loved her. <laughs> I mean, I loved her. What I, what I was going to say is just, like, the idea essentially comes from... I posted that Jim Lee image, which is freaking great. It's such a damn good, like, image of, like, you know, literally, like, black superheroes. Like, black superheroes matter. But, you know, I posted, like, hey, what are people's, like, favorites? And then I was like, you know, there's we could do more. We could just, like, talk for an hour about this, you I know? Mean, for sure, yeah. So that was sort of, like, where I was coming from. But let's start Monica Rambeau. Like, just, like, we'll throw out some names and, like, talk about why they're, like, awesome. And just, let like, go from there. Or if that sounds good to the host. Yeah, I'm that just, sounds I'm just a guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's talk Monica for, uh, real quick for a little bit. So, Monica herself, um, you have actually seen her in the MCU. 
Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you have actually seen her in the uh, in the MCU. If you guys were watching uh, Captain Marvel, the movie, she had a best friend who was a person of color. She was beautiful, and she had a daughter, and that daughter is Monica Rambeau. She is the one that will grow up to be the superhero uh, Captain Marvel. Um, she is absolutely amazing. She actually started off in 1982, I believe uh don't quote me on that I, but i believe it was 1982 was her like first uh debut like a year before i was born that's how i know that it was like 82 because i was like ah she's a year older than me we could fuck <laughs> uh so wow. <laughs> oh, but she's cool she's cool so um everything that she has had in her life was never like given to her she's very much like a tiana uh from disney fame because we were talking about splash mountain uh earlier she worked for everything like she worked to get into the military she worked to to become a captain of a ship um because she was uh i believe she was actually not like full military what do you consider the uh uh the coast guard is that military military, i mean now it's a department of homeland security but when me and danny were in it was still part of department of defense yeah so they're, they're still they're still considered military Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, that's what she was in, and she was there, and she became a captain of a, of a, of her own ship, and that's why she was Captain uh, Rambo. And then when, as Marvel usually does, you know, they have some crazy weapons coming somewhere, and it has cosmic energy. She gets hit by the cosmic energy, and now she has the powers of Captain Marvel, which her powers are she can actually transform her body into sunlight and other um energy so like anything that's pure energy she could transform into it such as a lightning bolt uh pure light the sun rays itself you know that kind of stuff and uh she has full control of it so she could shoot beams she can fly at the speed of light she can strike herself like a lightning bolt which is really ridiculous Uh, she's very powerful Mm -hmm. and as she was starting to develop her power, she was kind of hurting people around her, and she didn't want that. So she actually got brought into the Avengers, um, and in the Avengers, they put her under Captain America because she did have, like, um, a militaristic background, right? And her and him hit it off, and he was like, Cap, like, I remember in one of the comics, Cap said, this is, she is probably one of the most capable people I have ever met. And if I go down and I'm not leading the team, you should probably put her in charge. And they did. She actually led the Avengers for a little while, which was really cool. And she had to get between some big people who were fighting. It, it was kind of ridiculous. Anyways, she was she was a leader of the freaking of the freaking Avengers, which is, I think, pretty awesome. Which is why I liked her so much because she was very much everything that Captain America was with a little bit of sass. Right. And yeah. I mean, she's always been around. Unfortunately, she has to take a step down from being Captain Marvel when you get the whole Carol Danvers thing, which I mean, there's a lot of diversity and representation there for like Carol. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Photon or Pulsar or Spectrum, she's had different names. That she has. That she yeah. has. But I mean, John, uh, John Romita Jr. and Roger Stern is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. John Romita Jr. and uh, uh, Robert Stern, they were the ones that uh, that created her. 
Right. And I think I'm really excited. You know, the I looked up the actress who played young Monica Rambo in the Captain Marvel movie is Akira Akbar. And the first I see Akbar and I'm like, it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Star Wars theory to me. But uh, an actress by the name of Tiana Paris is actually going to be playing her in WandaVision. Ooh, so, she is going to be in WandaVision. Nice. Yep. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it just says played by here on the on the quick Google search. But that is uh, apparently I don't know if it's news breaking here or something i missed or something i talked about and forgot about but yeah so yeah more monica rambo and i imagine she'll probably be like pulsar spectrum or something because you have carol danvers in mcu but yeah awesome it's a it's a great great person to start with and she's super powerful she is super powerful as a matter of fact i i believe there was one time she was pulled away for the uh the secret wars i i believe she was in the first secret wars i remember mm-hmm. her being in the first secret wars anyways and uh she's she's just super cool she's super powerful she's a great like human being she's she's awesome i love her yeah and she yeah. looks great like her not not to be vain but like her, her her looks like the different costumes that they've given her are amazing hey did you have anything you wanted to add about monica marumbo no she's a solid choice um i think the last book i read for her was the avengers no road home Okay. And she was yeah. kind of like the uh, not secret weapon in that storyline because she is so powerful that she just hid in a light beam. And yeah. Can, yeah. Like she can transform herself to light. Like it's kind of one of the one of those powers that just are really OP when you think about it. Like controlling the weather, you know, being able to just either absorb light or turn yourself into light. The, the the possibilities are endless on what you can exactly do. Uh, yeah. Very true. Yeah, I mean, we can we can go to whatever Blue has next as the host. I'm trying not to take over. <laughs> <laughs> well, what other characters? Uh, Danny, did you have anybody in mind? Well, because I do have a lot of characters up here, but I don't want to steal all them. Yeah, yeah. No, um, when it comes to comic book characters, representation of just different races and ethnicities is so important. Um, especially when you look at the effects now with Miles Morales. Like yeah. Miles Morales has has just taken over a culture because it allows, you know, little black, you know, brown boys, actually, because he's, he's mixed, Miles is mixed is race. Mixed. Yeah, yeah to, to look on a screen and see themselves. And that was something that I didn't have when I was younger, right? Being mm-hmm. Hispanic and and not too dark or not, you know, too white. Yep. You know, there, there was plenty of, you know, black superheroes coming out of the 60s and 70s, like Luke Cage, Spectrum. And, but there weren't too many, like, Hispanic. Like, there wasn't Capitan Americano or, you know, like, <laughs> you know, there, there wasn't too, Bronze Tiger, I think Tarantula might yeah. be one. La Torantula. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was, was yeah. a bad guy. <laughs> he but was a bad guy. <laughs> but there weren't many. Like I think one of the first superheroes that I was able to see myself as as being Hispanic was Sunspot from X Force. Heck yeah. And Heck. he he was a dope superhero. Dude, but Sunspot was sick. Yeah, he was sick. But I remember like was it uh, identifying more with like characters like Wolverine. Just from, like, personal traits, not because, like, I saw myself in the character, but I had to, like, find different ways to relate to characters on the screen. Maybe Gambit, because just how they were socially connected in the storyline, not just ethnicity-wise. 
So I think the 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 fact that we're growing numbers that you have uh, they don't call them the champions anymore. What do they call the outlaws? Where you have a pretty much a brand new young group of like Kid Nova, Captain Mar- Camilla uh, Kamala Kane, um, Miles Morales, just a, a mixed band group of just different ethnicities is awesome. And I, I really wish these characters would gain more notoriety and kind of become more of the forefront because. As we grow as a melting pot, like those are the representation that the future needs, not what we have currently, but the kids growing up, you know. So I think that was important. But yeah, that's my little tirade. <laughs> oh, yeah, Miles My- Morales is a really great choice. Actually, on that post I put up on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, my friend, one of my friends from the military, posted Miles Morales like a gif of him, and I was like, yeah. But like when I when I talk about Miles Morales, I also have to be honest. Uh, I remember hearing the news, you know, that they were gonna do like a half African American, half Latino like Spider Man, mm-hmm. and at, at first I I bristled a little bit because of Peter Parker, you know what I mean, and because I grew up with him, and like I had this feeling at first, like why are they gonna mess with like with Spider Man, but. But me, I'm 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 pretty open to changing my opinions and everything. And I was like, you know what? It's gonna mean something to somebody who cares. And it doesn't take away Peter Parker from me. You uh-huh. know, like I I can have whatever. And the real truth is like I'm not the hugest Spider-Man fan. It's not like I had all sorts of things. I just really knew who he was. Yeah. And there were movies and whatnot. So I was like, oh, that'll be interesting. And then I think it was like four or five years after like it debuted, one of my buddies sent me like those comics. I got like the first like I think like 12 or 16 issues and I was like oh frick like oh my Brian Michael Bendis this is good right this is so good (laughs) and then you know it was just like wow Miles Morales is rad and then they did some really cool stuff with them like in Civil War 2 and and that Into the Spider-Verse movie is just everything Uh, it is so so amazing like seeing his mother act the way that she did around him like reminded me of my childhood so much and i was like fuck i actually identify with a spider person that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) and i mean literally somebody you can watch the into the spider-verse movie and see one of the options that latinx people had before miles and it's freaking like scorpion and he's talking in like bad like telenovela like lucha libre like spanish (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah like like yeah there were people of color like back in the day and they were the bad guys yeah you know guys yeah so Miles Morales is just freaking freaking great, and like I, I I dig the graffiti, I like the the hip hop influence and everything. He's just he's just rad. He is. He really is. He's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you got blue. What, what else you got to say about Miles? Miles, from his very introduction, I liked who he was, and at first I was super sad that it was part of the Ultimates universe because that's where you know he debuted, and I was like, ah, Ultimates ain't gonna live. And they didn't, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. But the fact that he did, and he got to like the main uh, Marvel universe and continued on, is I think a really big show of how amazing a character he was when they created him. Like if you could destroy an entire universe, but somehow save this guy, this one kid who like came up into the power the way he did, like. I think that shows a lot. Miles is amazing. But you know what's crazy is that without the Ultimates line, like that, I don't think that would have happened. I don't think Miles yeah. would have been accepted like he did. 
Because even when they did kill off Peter Parker that one time, they replaced him with another Peter Parker. Exactly. Like, literally, another clone of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the the fan base at that time, as Joe mentioned, would have accepted him if it wasn't for an alternative universe line that was already kind of its own, but more updated and current stories instead exactly. of having to deal with the canon that, you know, almost yeah. 80, 100 years now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, while you guys are talking, like, definitely talk some Sunspot. Like, I know I know a bit about him, but, like, I think Sunspot's really important, especially, like, you know, like, if you're doing diversity, you get, you, we could talk, there's plenty of African-American heroes, but Sunspot's, like, a real big one to me. Like, he's he's right there along with, like, you know, Johnny Proudstar, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. I have him on my list, but I also had, I was really glad that Danny had actually brought up Sunspot. Because uh, Sunspot was actually one of Jason's favorite characters growing up. And Sunspot, Mr. Roberto uh, da Costa, I believe he's Brazilian. That dude, mm, he is so cool. So his power is that he can absorb uh, solar energy. But he doesn't have to use it to, like, just, like, shoot things. You know what I mean? He can actually augment his physical capabilities. So he could become super strong, super fast. He can shoot powers. He can blast himself into the sky and get like a pseudo flying, not actual flight, but like kind of pseudo flight, like blast himself upwards. Like he can gain all these different abilities by absorbing the sunlight. And he's really cool. He started off very hot headed um, in the books. If I remember correctly, he was kind of a very loud mouth kid, always yelling about something. But everybody kind of like as he started growing up and he he kind of kind of fell in with some of the villains like this guy Gideon, uh, which wasn't a good time for him. But once he <laughs> like but once he learned his lessons from it, because he was part of the, the new mutants, he was part of the team. You know what I mean? He started joining back with the X-Force and like he really came into his own. And then when he like retired, he became like a billionaire and now he owns AIM. Like what? <laughs> he owns AIM. <laughs> which was always like one of the biggest like villains of the Avengers and stuff like that. Like it's one of these, like almost like a Hydra type agency, but now he, I think he calls it the Avengers uh, Institute or something like that. I don't know. It's got some weird new acronym now, but he he's, he's rocks. He's an awesome kid. Uh, I, I love the character development that he's had over the years. And I, I think he's, I think his powers make him freaking neat. Yeah. I think, I mean, Sunspot, I'm pretty, I think he was one of the characters on uh, The Gifted on Fox. Ooh. Yeah. Really? I did not know that. Season yeah, two? I, uh, no, it would have been a season one. There's, there's ah, I would have remembered in season one. Who, then who was, uh, who was the Hispanic guy that had the, the solar powers with his hands? I don't know. Most of them were made up anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was Sunspot when I watched the show, but I'd have to look it up. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> okay. I didn't see it, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it's it's really important, and that's that's like a big deal because yeah, there there are a lot of pale heroes. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we need to uh, to to really really break that down. It's it's pretty uh pretty tried and true. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I you can't even really say that that comes straight from the creators because all these comics like begin with a lot of Jewish men. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. 
So, and, and Superman meant to be an original immigrant story, but we're not going to talk about Supes because he is a whitey. And I did look it up on uh, Gifted. It was Eclipse was the guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But um, is it, is it my turn to submit a hero name? Yeah, please. Martian Manhunter. John yeah. Jones. I don't know about that one. Why? Because, one, he's a Martian, so he's green. <laughs> Two, okay. he chooses... Because he's a shapeshifter, so he right. chooses. He can be any race, so he's not necessarily a black man. He's a green man. Well, yeah, he. Yeah, there was a point where he chose an Asian woman as his secret identity. It was like Hino, Hino Ray or something like that. And Batman even was like, "Your name's a dead giveaway." <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I well, I just I think Martian Manhunter to me like deserves like a mention in there just because I think it's a big deal. Like he he can be anybody that he wants to be. But since the 90s, with Hank Henshaw, he's chosen the identity of uh, African-American male. And I think that's I think that says something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if, if you have the power to be whoever you want to be, but Martian Manhunter's not he's not going to be, you know, an orange Cheeto or or, or be- beautiful Whitey, you know, <laughs> insert yeah. name of actor. I, I don't know. I think I think uh, it's cool. And I think it's also really rad. I mean, I'll be honest, my. Oh, wow, my voice cracked. I got really young all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to start talking about Smallville, and all of a sudden my voice sounds like it did back then. But, I mean, I, I actually came to Martian Manhunter, like, realizing who the character is and looking more into it when Martian Manhunter was on Smallville. And, and yeah, I mean, they definitely, like, had the option of what they wanted the John Jones character to look like, and they they stuck with the African-American male. And I was like, oh, that's that's really, really cool. And like looked more into it. And the more I looked into Martian Manhunter, I'm like, man, this this guy's freaking rad. Like yeah. give Superman a run for his money. And like also adds in that, you know, the last survivor of his race and being being on Earth and, and doing good things. But also Martian Manhunter has so much power. Like Superman's fast. He's super strong. But Martian Manhunter can mind F everybody. Yes, he can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, he can. Like he creates like mental boardrooms for the Justice League to like to talk. It's freaking crazy. He can like connect across intergalactic and interdimensional planes while the, you know the Justice League is doing all their things. So I don't know. I just I think it's cool because if anybody doesn't doesn't feel that Superman is representative of them in any way, you have this analog for John Jones that can be. Yeah, that's true. So I I think there's value in there, and yeah, they're in the hands of a great writer. He he could be anything, but I think it's great that he doesn't have to be white when he chooses to be human. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's his alternate persona. That's what he does, and I think I think that's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. And you you can be anything, yep. and and I think there's there's value in somebody seeing you know a character that looks like them who is that powerful and can be anything. You know. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why I add him into the discussion because I think he's just he's OP. He's great. He he is really OP. Yeah. The fact that he could turn intangible, like Superman could try to hit him, but he could just phase right through it all and go like, yeah, you just, I'm not even here. I'm a yeah. ghost. <laughs> as long as he's not fighting a, a swamp thing, I think he's fine. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I mean, I think Martian Manhunter, if we had him in that in that uh, tournament bracket against Thor and Silver Surfer, would have gone far. No, no. Nah. Oh, yeah, you would have just been litigated out of the competition, just like everyone else. 
Well, the Swamp Thing's litigation powers are are innumerable. But you know, the, <laughs> I actually uh, I was I was talking to one of my buddies today, and I was like, you know, who do you think? And Swamp Thing actually came up in the discussion, and I was like, Alec Holland is a white dude. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he is. Like, but. I, I guess, you know, in a, in a world where there weren't that many, like, characters of color, like, Swamp Thing is definitely, like, ostracized and treated like a monster. And, you know, people fear that he's going to gonna rape the good white women and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I could see how, like, Swamp Thing could be somebody, if you didn't see someone that looked like you, that you latched onto. Yeah. Well, it's not easy being green. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How long were you holding that one in? For a while. <laughs> <laughs> For a good minute, a solid minute. Yeah. Well, here's a mention since I know we we spoken about you know black and Hispanic characters. Here's one I think should be mentioned because they're kind of starting to bubble up to the forefront, especially in the next couple of years. And I know Blue, you're 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 gonna cream yourself, but Chang Chi. Chang Chi. Heck yeah. You know he's he's the master the master. He's master. the master of martial arts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, this this dude fucks. You know, yeah, this guy does. <laughs> this guy can fuck anybody up. This guy knows all the martial arts. He he's a product of the, the Bruce Lee era and and now he's gonna start coming on his own. He's always been a C list character, um, but having that failure representation that happened with Iron Fist where everybody was insisting that he become an Asian Danny Rand be an Asian fellow. Um Shang Chi kinda grew momentum and now we're getting a movie, you know, the Shang Chi and the Ten Rings and right. it's gonna be phenomenal. It's gonna be another level of turnout for a population that has been underrepresented uh for a long time. It's just the Asian community. Yeah. And I, I mean, really it, hope they do something great with him. Oh, he's gonna fuck. He's gonna fuck the whole screen. Anybody drawn by Jim Starlin, like, yes. Yes, and so much. I think uh Steve Englehart created it with Jim Starlin. Yeah. But uh yeah. I mean they're and Marvel's doing some really, really cool things, although my poll list hasn't been picked up in forever and I don't know if it still exists. But the Agents of Atlas, <laughs> like they've done the Agents of Atlas when they were doing the entire War of the Realms, like pulling not just Shang-Chi, but like a shit ton of of different Asian American and from Asian country superheroes, including like K-pop superheroes. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was it was Filipino bad. K-pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was badass. And uh, as I understand it, there's actually a title Agents of Atlas that like spun off from that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just was like, that's rad. And Shang-Chi was just so cool. He's he like he kicks the shit out of a god. Like yeah, he does. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, because like, the god's like, why should I listen to you? You're just a human. And he's like, well, you should. <laughs> and, then, and then he kicks ass to the guy. And the guy's like, okay, what do you want to do? <laughs> um, you know, yeah. uh, my very first introduction to him was because I was reading Moon Knight comics, and he was in a Moon Knight comic, and I was like, who the heck is this dude? And then. I started reading more about him and I was like, this guy is awesome. And then years later in like, uh, I think it was 2000 something. He appeared in 
a Black Panther comic because they had just come out with the new Black Panther run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm getting the whole fucking series. I don't even care. And I put it on my pull list and I just kept going. And he, it was Black Panther with Luke Cage. And Black Panther was looking for a wife at the time. So this was like before he married Storm. And he tra- he finds out that one of his ex-girlfriends was kidnapped by like some some big master martial artist in uh in in tibet and he he goes there and he's like oh man we're in tibet we got to be careful he like he's telling uh, uh luke cage we got to be careful we don't run into saying chi because he also had a crush on this girl and and luke cage is like we, we can you're black panther and i'm luke cage we can take care of this shang chi character and he goes no you don't stand he's like the master of kung fu no, we can't beat him. It doesn't matter how much super strength or power you have. We can't beat him. We have to make sure that we steer clear of this guy. And he's like, no, Danny Rand, my best friend, Iron Fist, is the best. And he's like, no. <laughs> you don't understand that Shang-Chi is the master of Kung Fu. And then um, there's these two big double doors. And I mean, like, six-story tall doors, like, five feet thick iron doors that get kicked down and uh behind those two double doors is shang chi he's standing there and uh uh it was luke cage looks and goes what the what the hell was that and he and black panther looks back and goes oh shit he's here and he goes hey give me back my girlfriend because he actually started dating that girl and the girl was like oh sweet like Shang-Chi is here. Now you're all fucked because she was kidnapped by the guy, but she was talking to the guy, not to Black Panther. (laughs) And Shang-Chi like stands there and points at the dude and he goes, I've climbed over three mountains and fought a dragon to be here. You better give me my woman. Otherwise things are going to get bad. And then the whole hall fills with like fire and everybody looks, but like Luke Cage was just standing in it going, what? Where did the fire just come from? What just happened? And Shang Chi like peeks out from like a little hole that he like punched in a wall, and he goes, "I told you, I climbed over two mountains and fought a dragon to be here." <laughs> he had fought the fucking dragon and kicked its ass just to get up to the mountain. And I was like, "I am sold on Shang Chi. I love this character. He is so badass, and I need to see more." I mean, I mean, Shang Chi has a has a complicated history because. When Shang Chi started, not the most unracist of portrayals. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, I, he, I had to look back. Yeah, he's he's the unnamed son of Fu Manchu. Like, yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I, as time has gone, thankfully his stories have become more progressive, and and he's awesome. And I'm sure you know, in Feige, we trust with MCU, they're gonna they're gonna do their darndest, especially screwing the pooch with Danny Rand. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I think, yeah, and like I said, with the whole Agents of Atlas there, you know, that's that's a that's a murderer's row. You got Amadeus Cho, Silk, Miss Marvel, Jimmy Woo, uh, Shield Agent Jake O, and then there, those are just the Americans. There's so many other uh, great, great freaking heroes, and it's rad. Did they ever pull in uh, Sunfire into that team? I don't think so. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. He was awesome. Sunfire is amazing. Sunfire is amazing. I mean, I looked up so other heroes like that are from other countries like White Fox, Crescent, Io, which is the name of 
uh, Bear, <laughs> and then Luna Snow, mm-hmm. and then what? There's Swordmaster and Arrow, Wave, uh, Pele, and then there's there's even more. Like it's so freaking cool. Agents of Atlas. Like I highly recommend it. That's rad. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, Danny popped up Shang Chi. Who's next? Yeah. Who's next? Uh, it's your turn now. Yeah. Joey, is it, is it my turn? Yeah. Well, I did. I did Martian Manhunter, and then we did Shang Chi. So I didn't want to jump in. So like a hero, I wanted to talk about just because recently, like a lot of people are learning about her, and I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't thought about Nubia in a minute. Like, oh geez, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, but I think it's cool that like people, like you know, people are like, let's do like an African American like Wonder Woman, and people are like, that that exists. It's Wonder Woman's yeah. twin twin sister, like right. Nubia, like from the 1970s. And, uh, yeah, I just think, uh, I think it's really rad that, you know, the, the, as crazy as the world is that people all of a sudden are like realizing that there's this wealth of characters. And I think I was looking it up on the DC side, even though Bumblebee is considered like by many to be the first, like, you know, uh, hero of color or black hero, if you will, Nubia actually predates Bumblebee. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like 1972. Well, it's crazy because I'm looking at it now. And I thought Nubia was just like an alternate universe Wonder Woman. Okay. I, I well, yeah. yeah, there there has been like, you know, when they connected the Justice Leagues from other uh from other from the multiverse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is there is a Justice League that has an African American like or an a black Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But uh but no, that like totally like Nubia is way before that. I see that now. And yep. really cool stuff, like, has, like, a sword that is, like, the only thing that can actually, like, go up against Diana's lasso. And just really, really cool. And she has, like, a, really, really cool. She has a lion on, like, her breastplate. And, yep. yeah, I will, I will, I'm not a Nubia expert in any way, shape, or form. I do know she was in post-crisis stuff. But, um, yeah, like, super cool hero, and I, I hope to see more, like... I like when the the wave moves towards like diversity and inclusion, and like I, I think there's so much there. Like she she's like the Wonder Woman of the floating island, and then she's also like Wonder Woman of the island of like vengeance or murder or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds you know, pretty I metal. Didn't, I didn't get a lot of her uh, growing up, but my uncle um, and my aunt, uh, his ex-wife, uh, were actually really big into her. But I didn't get a lot of her comics, so I can't speak highly of her. Not because she's not amazing, but because I just I, I didn't read it. Yeah, I know yeah. she's she was in Crisis in some way, shape, or form. It's the the Wonder Woman of the Slaughter Island. That's what it is. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that sounds so cool. <laughs> and then of course the Earth Twenty Three Justice League, like Nubia, is their Wonder Woman. Um, but yeah, and. Th- uh, one of the characters in Injustice Gods Among Us, and there's there's pre-crisis and post-crisis stuff. But yeah, definitely a, a character that should be in more, and I think that's rad. I'm glad that people are like learning about her, and like I've got more to learn about her too. I'm yeah, in, too. by no means an expert. I got most of my information from looking up stuff on the interwebs, you know, and that's sometimes, but that's the only way you learn, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Well, hopefully they they start including her in the in these Wonder Woman movies because that's kind of the only way, not the only way, that's the 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 biggest way that you're gonna get an audience exposed to this character. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So who who we got next on the list? Host Blusive. Oh, okay. Well, seeing as I mentioned him a little earlier, uh, I'm a little sad that he wasn't pulled into that whole 
uh, Agents of Atlas thing, but uh, Sunfire, Mr. Shiro Yoshida, uh, came out in, with the giant size X-Men, actually. Mm-hmm. That was his, that, I believe that was his first appearance back in the 70s on that big old cover. He was one of those heroes that was there with uh, Thunderbird, Nightcrawler. It was Nightcrawler's first appearance into the X-Men. Uh, mm-hmm. This is when Wolverine finally joined the X-Men, like his first X-Men appearance. Not his first appearance in comic books, mind you, but uh, his first appearance with the X-Men. Uh, Sunfire is awesome. He's Japanese. Uh, he has the powers of fire. Like, he can just, like, all fire. He was, like, the fire dude for the team. He could fly. He could shoot fire. He could manipulate the fire. The whole nine. He was really awesome. And he, he's... Okay, to be fair, he's kind of an asshole. Uh, <laughs> in in the books, he was kind of an asshole. Very hot-headed, obviously. Uh, not exactly fun-loving asshole like, uh, like Johnny Storm. But uh, he had reasons for that. He, was, he had a lot of... Not only was he obviously catching flack for being Japanese in America, um, but he was also catching flack for being a mutant. You know, and that's kind of what the the whole X Men thing was for, was like uh like a, a call out to racism. You know what I mean? And and that's that's what he had to deal with. He was getting it from both sides. It's like God, if I'm not manipulating fire, I'm getting yelled at. If I am manipulating fire, I'm getting yelled at. Like I just can't win anything. And he had a really hot head a lot of the time, and he didn't get along with a lot of the uh, heroes for a little while. As a matter of fact, if I remember correctly, he actually became a villain. For a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, sweep that under the table. You know, <laughs> he, he was awesome. He was cool, and I liked him. And I, I, I thought he was, of all the fire people, he was like my main dude. He was like, mm-hmm. I, I'm down for this guy. And later on, like in the '90s, they started drawing him outside of that horrible original red outfit that I hated <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot. And they gave him more of a almost samurai look with a long black hair. Uh, it, it was Jim Lee era, you know what I mean? So uh, he had this really cool, like almost cybernetic samurai uh, type of outfit, and it looked really awesome. And that's how I kind of grew up with him was in that outfit. Uh, and then I learned, oh, he had this other outfit that uh, good change, good mm-hmm. change, good change. Yeah. Does he... anybody else? About him? He he is probably one of the best visually looking superheroes. Um, when they did the uh, Age of Apocalypse outfit, where they had like the oh, Japanese the, yeah. the, the Japanese flag mask mm-hmm. and kind of like I don't know that weird like black BSM and stuff. But, yeah, his whole body was a flame. Yeah, like it was just gorgeous. He's and that is I think his original outfit. I think he just looks. You and like his original outfit? I kind of do. It was like a weird, like traditional, like samurai outfit, but like a fire. <laughs> like, kind of. I it guess. was like you left your dad's armor like too close to the fireplace, and it melted, and it got like these crazy <laughs> like grooves and bumps. Yeah. Um, oh, I think you're talking about the uh, with the grooves and bumps. That's his. That's actually his samurai one from the uh, from the '90s. His original oh. outfit had like a. Like a, a rising sun motif on his chest with a really weird mask, and then flames on his arms and legs. Does the, the the mask look like a like a squid? Yeah, almost like a squid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that outfit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like uh like Black Manta meets the Flash kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
But nah, I, I, I liked it. It looked different. I always, but I, he's just always visually appealing to me. Yeah. He, he just looks good on paper. He does. Especially with that newer one that you were talking about, the uh, the uh, Japanese flag mask with yeah. his whole body aflame. God, yeah. he looks pretty. Yeah. He looks so freaking pretty. It just it just stands out so much. It's amazing. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, I dig it. Yeah, <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> Wookie, any thoughts? Honestly, when it comes to mutants, I always defer to you with uh with uh you know Professor Xavier's Men of the X. <laughs> <laughs> so like I I know about Sunfire. I know I would recognize him if I saw him in a comic panel, but I don't I don't know terribly too much about him, and I don't want to pretend. So you know. Yeah, I think he's a great choice. Just know he was kind of an asshole. Yeah. He's kind of an asshole. That, that's okay, though, because yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure all them whiteys had plenty of moments to be assholes. <laughs> yeah. like For Tony, sure. Tony Stark, I'm looking at you. Yep. <laughs> and, and Batman. <laughs> all them rich white guys. So, yeah. But no, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's cool. What about, uh, who's who's next? Yeah, I just thought him out. Who 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 you got, Danny? So I guess we're sticking to the mutants because it's <laughs> Joe's favorite topic. But I always liked this mutant. Uh, her powers are just visually amazing to me, and it's dust. Ooh, it's an dust a- a Afghanistan Muslim female character mm-hmm. that debuted around two thousand two. Yeah. So that'll. Well, that was already kind of controversial and ballsy if you're around that time and remember. Because I was around people who don't even remember 1911, and that's kind of weird. But, but yeah. 1911, like World War One. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, wait, did he say 1911? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And 1911. You guys guys weren't around then? (laughs) I've been watching too much Boardwalk Empire. I'm kind of, I'm traveling right now. Yeah. Um, But she has the power to change her body into a sand-like substance. Correct. And if you ever been in a sandstorm or near a sandblaster, like, that shit sucks. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. So I think she, and she's part of the, the that new champion group that I mentioned earlier, which is, like, just spewing out a diversity. Uh, I, I would like to see more of this character in front of the kind of the X-Men front line of the main team just to put out representation because there is a good portion of our population that are Arab and Muslim. So, well, I, I think right there, you know, you can directly go into Kamala Khan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I hate, I hate stretchy powers. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't fucking stand stretchy powers. I fucking hate Mr. Fantastic always just, I hate Mr. Fantastic. I can't stand Mr. The worst superhero. He is the worst. I I just think think it's so funny. You're like, no, I can't abide stretchy powers. I can't fucking diversity inclusion. Yes, but you give that mofo stretchy powers. I'm not about that. Fuck that guy. Like, (laughs) Plastic Man's only cool because he has like those shades. Plastic Man is only cool because he's a dick. (laughs) He's a good time. Plastic Man's a good time. He really does create some like interesting shapes. Like he's not all about like just stretchy powers. All of a sudden he's like, "Look at me, I'm a mailbox." Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. yeah. yeah. Everybody else is like pancake hands. I'm just like, I can't. I just there's something like, about looking at pancake hands that drive me nuts. I don't. I don't. It? I can't sit. I can't sit on that. 
Do you think Plastic Man like literally like shape himself into a container to like contain Baby Darkseid, like something <laughs> like that? <laughs> right. Yeah, like oh, in the God. in the modern incarnation of the Justice. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, I think like Kamala Khan is really cool. Like I, I haven't watched a lot of it, but the like the Marvel Rising stuff, you know, with Gwen Stacy and then with Kamala Khan and Squirrel Girl, like yeah, like that's that's you know, inclusion does like you know, women in comics is important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think like I think what I appreciate about like Miss Marvel is how she like she sort of breaks the third wall in a way that's better than Deadpool. Because, like, she's a comic fan. She's a fan of all these superheroes. But, like, doesn't go so far as to, like, wink at the, you know, the reader. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, she she's an inhuman, correct? Correct. That she is. She is not an actual mutant. She is an inhuman. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's neat. And, you know, there's going to be a show about her. So, yeah. But I, I think uh, I'm trying to – that was uh, – the was that the Grant Williams X-Men run? When when sand came in, dust, 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 yeah, because uh, uh, I I've read that semi recently and I was like, oh wow, that's an in, that's definitely interesting. Yeah, um, I don't remember which one. She... It was Grant Morrison. Sorry, Grant, Grant Morrison. Morrison. Okay. Yeah, I think it was in his run that dust showed up. God, but... she's so good though. Dust is yeah. so cool. Yeah, I think that like a very very interesting and there's a a lot to that story that's like challenging. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I dig that. I think that's a nice choice. Yeah, what a great choice. Even even if uh, Danny cannot abide stretchy powers. <laughs> the dude does not abide. <laughs> Blue, do you have anything for Duster Kamala Khan? Uh, I hope actually, somebody with stretchy powers. Okay, first of all, Dust is freaking amazing. She is super cool. Her powers, I personally think... Her powers are almost on par with, like, uh, Storm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this overwhelming power that is simplistic in its idea, but in its actual execution, very dangerous. Like, she yes. can she can get into places. She can get out of places. She can, like, completely destroy things. Like, like uh, Danny was saying, if you've ever been in front of a sandblaster or use the sandblaster on anything that's pretty much what she is it will just destroy stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's great and i think uh her character itself is actually lends a lot to who she is obviously Um, but (laughs) but also like the books that she's in you know what i mean she's a very complicated character and i like that Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, you know, like when you're reading Spider-Man and he's going up against Sandman, you're never like, oh, sand is his powers. Like, I did in the movie though. <laughs> and both both me and Danny have like spent portions of our lives in places with lots of sand. And no, this isn't just an excuse to have a Tatooine joke about how much I hate sand. But sand fucking sucks. Yeah, like, dude, I've, I've been in the sandstorm, and that shit's fucking crazy. It really yeah. sucks. I I also had a had sandstorm like blow through and no bueno, no yeah. bueno. Yeah, like the superior construction of the pyramids in in Egypt is pretty amazing because sand will will erode. Yes, yes, it will. It will destroy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I think uh, 
I think that's that's cool. And Kamala Khan is cool too. Like yes. I think there's more there because you know the first Muslim character headlining their own comic book. It's like cool. That's true. Yeah. That yeah. is very true. Like, uh, uh, she's cute as hell. Love her. She's great. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she gets to hang out with Lockjaw all the time, top bees knees. <laughs> yes, it bees is cool. Knees. Yeah, Lockjaw, Lockjaw's pretty great. And, I mean, G. Willow Wilson, like, you know, as as a writer, did a lot there and then did some really cool stuff with uh, Wonder Woman, like, moving yep. over to those comics. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Mm, so, right. it mm-hmm. so it's my turn, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, our good friend Nick would never forgive us if we did not talk about Static Shock. Oh, of course. I would have, I would have, I could have lived with that. Really? <laughs> what, what, What's what you wrong gonna... with static shock? I hate stretchy powers. Not <laughs> Jeez. Goodness uh, gracious, I guess. No, no, go ahead, go, go ahead, guys. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit shocked. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm indifferent to static shock. You, you just don't like Virgil Hawkins and his electromagnetic powers, like, or, or is it just like you know you like you rubbed on your carpet one too many times and like shocked your boys and you're just not you're not about that life. No, I'm more of a a balloon against the hair kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Static Shock is popular to people that that saw him on TV for sure. Yes, oh, yeah. for I, I think sure. I missed I think I missed that train, which is why I'm indifferent to that character. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I especially like him later on in the in the comics, like when he joins the Teen Titans and such. Mm -hmm. Man, he's sassy. Like there's (laughs) a uh, I forget which character it was that reads minds on their team, but he goes he like looks over at um I think it was Speedy and he goes, Hey, hey, watch this. And he like he like just like leans down on the counter and like puts his hand on his on his chin and he's like staring at her and she goes, Uh, uh, uh Static, what the fuck? And she like leaves, and he goes, "Yeah, she wants me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these characters sometimes are are buttheads. <laughs> yeah, it was a butthead thing to do, but I was like, "Ah, oh, this kid, this freaking teenager, he's doing his best with what he's got." I mean, it was 2000. It's like 2000 to 2004 that it ran on the WB. Yes, kids, there was a a show, the a television station that was called the WB. You know it now as the CW. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. But uh, I'll I'll be honest, I never watched <laughs> Static Shock on television. Really? You well, never saw any of his shows? Because I was 14, like okay. or 10 to 14. I just don't remember watch. I'm very familiar with who he is. I have seen some of it since then, but. Uh, yeah, he never he never dove into like my psyche, but I'm all about him. I think it's cool yeah, like, that great. people love him. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of good uh, his shows, like especially when they actually revealed that hey, he's part of the DC universe. In case you didn't know, I was like, what the f- what? That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was on Justice League Unlimited, right? Yeah. So and then part of the Teen Titans. I think that's cool. Uh, I I was like I defer to Blue with everything, or or Nick can be like, you guys are so wrong. You should have said this, this, and this. Okay, <laughs> I mean, well, but we didn't need one more Whitey. That we did not need. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I, I mean, if I was gonna bring up a character like when I'm like really badass, like 
part of the Justice League and then part of like other teams like Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, Cyborg is really righteous. Mm-hmm. Of course, in, in some there's like he loses like his identity as like a person of color just because he does become so deeply ingrained with like the technology. And I'm not sure if there's like another narrative that's being talked about there. But, you know, Cyborg's pretty red. I think he's great. Um, yeah. I, th- I would I probably thought... go with Jon Stewart, though. I was going to go with Jon Stewart, too. Yeah. Uh, Jon Stewart as the, the that Green Lantern who took over for Hal. I mean, how could you go wrong? He's a military guy. He was just like Hal was. And he was great. And all his... All of his uh, um, constructs with his light stuff were way better than Hal. I love Hal. He's like my favorite, one of my favorite Green Lanterns and stuff. But uh, you can't keep fighting crime with a giant screwdriver. It's not, it's not cool. It, it's it's not great to have a giant, uh, what is it, mouse trap, defeat your enemy. That's what about what about a giant green fist, Blue? No. Boxing glove. Okay. When when John Stewart went out, he had like sick freaking firepower. He's like, okay, then I'm gonna make this giant uh, Gatling gun right here. Uh, have it come over my shoulder, and hey, I'm gonna blast the hell out of all these. It's like, yes, John, get them. Oh my god, that's rad. And yeah. uh, he had a lot of cool stuff. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the military angle to him was added later as a retcon. Correct? Uh, yes. Because originally he was, was he an architect or? I think he was in construction. Yeah. I think, I, w- I want to say no. like he starts off like as an architect and then later he gets retconned to be a Marine. Was it an architect or was it, I thought he was in construction. Well, something with buildings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it had something to do with buildings. <laughs> well, I think that's the, that's the big thing because he was an architect. Like he just thought differently, like when he did his constructs and like yeah. everything was like sound and like had foundations and it wasn't just like, I'm going to make a giant green net to catch this bad guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do know, uh, like, uh, there was, there's a really good book. I recommended it to Danny. I don't know if I told you about it, Blue, but it's called Super Soldiers. And uh, it's a guy that does like this. He does podcasts talking about geek stuff. It's uh, the, only, the po- only podcast I recommend other than mine, Geek History <laughs> Lesson. He's uh, another veteran guy like me and Danny. But he wrote a really badass chapter in that book, Super Soldiers, about Jon Stewart. And uh, I, I think, uh, I yeah, Jon Stewart's really good. He was mentioned on the Fuzzballs page by James and Nick with a K. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, really, really, really rad, and I'm glad he's still around. Yeah. Oh, I just read it. Yes, he was an architect. It was an architect, not a not a construction worker. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it had but... something to do with buildings. I knew it had something to do with buildings. <laughs> <laughs> I but mean, John... yeah. Oh, go ahead, Danny. No, but like John Stewart's another example of why putting out these characters on a, on a big media like movies and television is so important because there's a whole generation where their Green Lantern is Jon Stewart. Exactly. You know, they don't they don't know any other Green Lantern, so putting those faces out there so people can see them is, is really really important. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, look at your options. You got Hal Jordan, who I'm a pilot because he likes to get drunk, <laughs> and then uh, and then you Hall got. Like the ultimate dick face, Guy Gardner. The like, ultimate dick face. Like in that poor guy, like I was listening to that podcast I was talking about. That guy's taking so many head injuries. Like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like poor guy. Guy <laughs> Gardner then, is the worst. I hate Guy Gardner. 
Yeah, and John Stewart, like he's red, and I mean, this isn't new. You're talking like early 1970s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but of course, then he they they tried to replace him, but uh, but it didn't work. Yeah, Kyle Rayner. Because uh, the Green Lantern is about the blackest night, not about the whitest night, the blackest night. <laughs> <laughs> I am the night. I yes. am. I am the night. <laughs> what, what are you suggesting? Like Batman's like, I heard you talk about black characters. I'm Batman. <laughs> like, uh, no. Batman, you are the uh, apothesis of uh, privilege. <laughs> no, I am the night. I'm Batman. <laughs> I am the dark. Uh, oh, gosh. No, Bruce, you don't get to be in the conversation. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, does it, John Stewart, like now, like current, like he doesn't even have a ring. Like it's like part of his DNA, right? It has fused right. into his body. Uh, well, that was the last thing I read. Because for a while he was actually um, a compassion, I think a compassion ring holder, uh, which is the blue. What? No, it's a indigo. Uh, and compassion, compassion is like a tribe. They kind of make you like feel for other people. Compassion. They, they make you feel compassion. And then he was uh, <laughs> fucking. Uh, I don't know why I tried to explain that. It's like, just say the fucking word. Anyways, he he also became um, the only lantern ever to become ultraviolet light. That's rad. Yeah. And I know there's, there's a comic, because I remember in, a, you know, geek arguments are the best, where who will be who, but someone was talking about how John Lantern literally, like, John willed, Lantern. well, he willed into existence, like, kryptonite down to its, like, base components to like fight superman yep. like and it it worked <laughs> like yeah. yeah so well yeah. technically it was a green lantern's power that created the kryptonite in the first place so that kind of makes sense okay oh, it. it's true uh, well, as long as there's not a tree on the planet oa then fucking Swamp Thing can just litigate his way through the you, <laughs> Swamp Thing would take over Mogo and <laughs> and then there would be some problems but the real problem is John Stewart has proven that he is willing to kill if his mission requires it, and he kills Mogo in a comic. So yeah, I don't yeah. know if uh, I don't know if that litigation will work in this this case. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just saying. <laughs> Who else we got? Who's got another person to talk about? Oh well, you brought him up earlier. What about uh, Thunderbird? No, yeah. non proud star. Yeah, I think uh, I think Thunderbird's huge, especially uh, you know with that that indigenous like native representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's he's cool, and he was the, he was definitely in the gifted. I know that for a fact, and he's gonna be in something else MCU related. Oh, that's cool. I'd have to look awesome. it up. I want to yeah. see who played him. Was the person who played him in that show good? Like, was it a yes. good cast? Yes? Yeah, it, it was good. Uh-huh. I dug it. And they also, they stuck with his uh, Marine Corps background. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how excited Blue gets. And I think, yeah. like, I think you know, sort of, like, along the same lines as, like, Sunspot, like, back in the day, like, for a lot of Latinx people, like, you know, you can latch on to, to Thunderbird because at least, like, there's something there for you because a lot of people, you know, or Latinx also have, you know, indigenous connections to wherever they're from. Yep. Uh, and I mean, like, he's not just Thunderbird. He's freaking Warpath. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
And like I liked in the when they did the Weapon X comics where they like put together the team of like the different people with uh regeneration powers. Like he's on the same like he can go toe to toe with Wolverine and Sabretooth and Domino and freaking uh Lady with the Knife Fingers. <laughs> Death Lady Strike. Death Strike. <laughs> but yeah, like he he's a he's a powerful Mamma Gemma. Oh yeah, his powers changed like so many different ways and so many different uh, times throughout like his history. Like he had super strength and and super senses and stamina, speed, and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden he could fly, and everybody was like, "What the fuck? Like where you get <laughs> where the hell did you get that power?" And he's like, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> he fucking fly." I was like, "What the hell? Okay, I'll roll with it. I'm down for giving him more powers. I mean, let's let's go. Let's turn him into a Native American Superman. I'm cool with this." And uh, he's he's really cool. He's got a great head on his shoulders. Um, he's a nice guy. Like he is a nice guy. He's totally willing to kill you, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, and I mean Chris Claremont created him, and it's the middle of the 1980s, and I I think he's rad. Yeah, I think he's absolutely incredible. A proud Apache man, you know. Mm. And it, it adds some really good stuff, and I I hope they do use him. You know, put him on the X Men team. That'd be rad. Oh yeah. So rad. Um. I think some of my favorite artwork for him too came from Jim Lee. Oh, I'm uh, yeah. Because yeah, man, Warp—he made Warpath look so cool. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, he doesn't—he doesn't have Wolverine's claws, but it, the two Bowie knives he carries are made of vibranium. You know what I mean? Same, I mean, sa- yeah. same material as Cap Shield, and uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, and he flies and he does cool stuff and give him all the powers. <laughs> yeah, he is really cool. I wasn't like, aware that he flew. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. He gained that power. <laughs> and he is not small. Like when he's Warpath, he's like over seven feet. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a big old mamma jamma. He's, he's a big man. He's a very large dude. Yeah, like in I, I think I remember like in one of the comics, he even like held his own against a Juggernaut, which is a big deal. That is a yeah. big deal. Anybody who could hold their own against Juggernaut is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bullet to Tony, the Juggernaut. He's a he's a scary guy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, all you have to do is uh, shove a, a electrical cord up his butt and throw him in a pool. But yeah. uh, we won't talk about what Deadpool 2 got wrong. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, Johnny Proudstar is uh, a really, really great, like, re- like adding into all that stuff. I mean, there there's so many heroes. Like, yeah, like, yeah. and I think that's that's sort of the point. We just want to, like, highlight, like, you know, as much as we can to be like, to check it out. Like, there is a lot. And hopefully there'll be more in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know there will be. Everybody's getting I sincerely hope. Like, who... Well, okay, so do you want to talk about any of the bad guys? Like super villains? Like Tarantula? Bane? Tarantula? (laughs) I mean, I want to talk about Brother Voodoo, but, you know, that's just me. Brother Voodoo's not a bad guy, okay? Brother Voodoo is a good guy. Yes, he was Sorcerer Supreme for a little while. Brother Voodoo yeah. is amazing, and he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean Len Wein, John Romita Sr., Stan Lee's involved too. Mm-hmm. Like, and the Brother Voodoo right now is on the uh, the uh, uh, Weird Justice li- or Weird uh, uh, Savage Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, with with Conan and uh, not Conan, Conan. I always get those yeah. mixed up. Super Conan O'Brien. And then, uh, 
<laughs> Punisher and Wolverine and Elektra. Yeah, Brother Voodoo. That's that. That's cool. Like I don't. I just. I wish they would lean more into. I like when they get mystical stuff, and you don't need Doctor Strange involved, like for it to like be cool. Like, that's true. Yeah, well, I like Brother more. Has his own feel. You know what I mean? He's so cool. He's got like all the like his different costumes over the years have been amazing. Yes. Yeah. He, he's always visually pleasing, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think like Brother Voodoo allows in the he he brings in that like you know what John Constantine brings to the DC universe, like he brings in that other element. I think I think he's cool. <laughs> Just yeah, more yeah. of like the dark art, like dark arts kind of thing. More of a oh yeah, for sure. Satanic side of it, I guess, if you want to. If that's where you want to go, yeah, if you want to call it a name, yeah. He's got basically the other side of the magical powers but still like he understands um he has like uh, a working relationship with death herself like if that makes any sense mm-hmm. yeah so uh if if you guys don't know uh death is like an actual abstract character that moves around and does stuff in the marvel universe that she's uh she's awkward uh, to say the least, but Brother Voodoo has like a working relationship with her, and he he was one of the first ones to point out. He was like, mm. uh, somebody was saying, "Oh, Deadpool, I'm gonna kill you," and he was like, "Actually, you can't. Yeah, death won't take him." And and they were like, "What?" And he was like, "Dude, you're wasting your time. Just get out of here." And he like zapped the dude away, and then he was like, "Anyways, Deadpool, we have stuff to talk about." And Deadpool was like, <laughs> "What the hell did you do to that guy?" He's like, "Don't worry about it. We need to talk." And he's like, "Ah, uh, but." I don't, I don't feel comfortable about this. And then, like, Doctor Strange came in, and, and he was like, Doctor Strange? And he's like, don't make that man tell you to that he needs to talk to you again. You do as he says, because he is above me right now. And Brother Voodoo, like, look, like his eyes were starting to flare in the comic book. And Deadpool was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of, like, all the Strange Tales stuff from Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. So I just like that he, like, comes there. And I, I, I just think he's he's a he's a neat uh, character. And by no means was I saying he was like, but he's he's complicated. He's not a bad guy. But uh, he definitely, like, you know, Brother Voodoo does his thing. And I think he adds to representation because I really hate when, like, you know, there's not, like, one type of person, like, regardless of, like, skin color. There's so many different things. And oh, he yeah. adds in that, like, Creole flavor, you know? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I like him. Doctor Voodoo, Brother Voodoo, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, brother. Voodoo. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, man, his newest costumes too have been like really incredible. Like really incredible. I really liked him. Yeah. I I think uh, he's so cool. Even Swamp Thing couldn't litigate him. I don't know. He he uses a st- uh, was it a staff for his magic? Mm. So he could talk to the staff. <laughs> get the turn on him. I don't know. Oh gosh! All right, who, who we got? I mean, we could. Uh, well, Danny, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm surprised you have not mentioned one person yet. So just do it. Mention it. Talk about him. Do it, Robbie, Danny. Robbie Reyes? <laughs> That's not who I thought you were gonna say. Blade? Uh, not me either. That's not who I thought you were gonna so say no. either. <laughs> are, are, are we doing bad guys too? Because like. Bane? I mean, well, when, when I put up a thing on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs page, plug, 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 and told people to drop a name, you dropped this guy's name. And I wasn't surprised. Mother mother trucking Luke Cage, Danny. 
Oh, uh, that's, that was too obvious one for this one. Everybody knows about Luke Cage. <laughs> Everybody knows Luke Cage. Yeah, that yeah, hit TV show on Netflix. Luke Cage came from the bottom to the top. Yeah, yeah. literally, yes. He's, yes. He, he, thanks to Brian Michael Bendis for making him the leader of the new Avengers and essentially giving that character the resurgence that he needed in this modern era. To, to make him relevant mm-hmm. and, yeah. and 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 especially putting him into uh an inter 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 interracial relationship you know sweet with christmas. The sweet <laughs> christmas with jessica jones and, and giving him uh you know a mixed race baby yep it is was 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 his balls and it was great and it was nice to see uh a leader like luke cage because he really did a great job leading the avengers Giving it that street level, but at the same time, like showing that he can compete on the galactic stage. Because I guess the the right because the Avengers are a galactic threat level team. Yeah. Yeah. So I, Luke Cage, sweet Christmas. You know, sweet just Christmas. if he asks you for coffee, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> or don't. That dude, that show ruined coffee for me for like oh, almost a full year. <laughs> I could not ask anybody if they wanted coffee for like a full fucking year. I mean, Mike Coulter is a beautiful man. Oh, he is beautiful. Yeah, and uh, they're a bulletproof black man. Will well, someday, hopefully, there'll be a day where it won't be so like culturally relevant. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, really huge. But yeah, I mean Robbie Ray is. I think that's a that's a dope pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think the, the putting him on Agents of Shield on the show really did more for that character than the comic book run because the comic book run originally was 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 pretty whack. He wasn't even really a he wasn't even really a Ghost Rider. He was just a dude with like a souped up Chevy. Yeah, but when yeah, they, I mean yeah. Yeah, but when the show actually gave him, you know, the spirit of vengeance, like that character took off, and like he's a big, he's a ghostwriter. He's a ghostwriter. He yeah. is a he ghostwriter, and ghostwriters fuck. Yeah, and he true. he is the ghostwriter of the Avengers right now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, what I I think that they found better ways to draw him now, because when <laughs> he first popped up, I did not like the new school design, like. Well, yeah. he wasn't a ghostwriter, so he didn't. It was like it was all show. It wasn't like the demon taking over his body. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. It was just like a helmet, like an actual yeah. helmet. Yeah, yeah. I I like him with the spirit of vengeance better. If yeah. if this character came out, you know, in my prime years in the early '90s, like, oh man, would I be? All, I'm like, I'm already pretty ghostwritered out, but like, <laughs> I would be all about Robbie Ray. It's just how. Blue was about Sunfire and Spectrum. Like, I would just be all just nuts to the wall about Robbie Reyes. <laughs> he's, he's a character that if they, if, they, if they could do more with him, I really hope they, they put out that Ghost Rider show. I don't know what the hiatus is with that or if it's canceled or if it's been shelved. But I really hope they do that show and put Robbie Reyes with Gabriel Luna on that show so that way, you know, Young Latin Latinos and Latinas, because I hate Latinx, they could <laughs> see the show and see themselves on the screen because that wasn't something that I was awarded. 
You know, yeah. so the the fact that they had one season of Agent Shield and it was one of the best seasons that they'd done, I think put this character more out there would be would be make gangbusters. Probably. 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 Yeah, Ro- like Robbie Reyes is rad. He need they need to use Gabriel Luna more. Mm-hmm. And like but, his little little brother, like Gabe in the wheelchair, I think that's really cool too. Yeah. And he, yeah. he's fr- not that he's in a wheelchair. I think that's sad, but <laughs> just <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> but the, so that makes him his man in the chair, right? I, yeah, I suppose I so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't go there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's from East Los Angeles and and fighting crime and yeah, and uh, I think uh, I think yeah, I really think Robbie Ray is a super dope. Who who else we got? I mean, if we like just straight up from that Jim Lee thing, you know, you get Rocket, Amanda Waller, Superman of Earth twenty three. That's right, Black Superman friends, uh, Guardian, Batwing, Bronze Tiger, oh, Bronze Tiger, oh Bronze Tiger, uh, Vixen who's red, Black Manta, Black Lightning, Doctor Midnight, Steel, Mister Terrific, The Signal, Hardware, Wise Son, Aqualad, Icon. Tyrock, like there's so many cool superheroes. Blade. Blue Marvel. Blade. Oh, Blue Marvel. That dude is so sick. That dude is fuck. He's so fucking sick. I love him. Yeah, he was on he was on your top ten, wasn't he, Blue? Hell yeah, he was. Yeah. Like fucking Adam Brashear. That dude is sick. I mean, who like if I was if I'm looking at the comments of people talking, like Jordy wanted to throw Bumblebee up on this list. Bumblebee's yeah, a good pull. She's a great pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part, one of my favorite Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. I'm uh, all about I, I'm all about Beast Boy, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's green, so I guess he counts, right? Count well, I mean, I was I don't know if I was telling Blue or if I was telling you, Danny, but like on the Titan show on uh, DC Universe, like the mm-hmm. the actor playing him is of Asian descent. And I really dig that. I think yeah. that's I think that's spot on. Yeah, I do too. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, seeing, I, I do want to mention somebody because we were on the topic of um, Luke Cage. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know this, but Luke Cage actually trained an entire like superhero team mm-hmm. um, called the the New Warriors, mm-hmm. and uh, their leader was Night Thrasher. Oh, and I think, fucking Night Thrasher. And I think Night Thrasher needs to be brought up more because I feel like he's kind of gone, you know, the way of the Dodo uh, in comic books as of late. I haven't seen anything. Have you guys? Yeah, they gave him a skateboard because well, skateboards he's had are a skate. Hit. He's had a skateboard for a long, long-ass time since fucking the 90s. But uh, brought him back recently. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, his his name is, is Dwayne Taylor. Taylor and uh, he is rad. Think of him like almost like a, a Batman type character, but from not privilege. <laughs> not from privilege. <laughs> he he definitely uh, is brilliant, a great inventor, and uh, he's from the ghetto. Like he he worked with Luke Cage until he like was able to lead a team and. He doesn't always, like, a big thing about it is, like, he doesn't always make the right calls. Like, what people would be like, oh, this is this is what's got to be, like, this is the right thing to do. But it is, in the long run, like, the right call. He, he makes good calls as in, like, for the future, thinking of the bigger picture. Not always what looks pretty, you know, at the get-go. 
uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, he's also beaten up the Punisher before, which is uh, pretty cool. Took him out. And uh, yeah, with the new Warriors, he had an entire team. I think uh, Night Thrasher is really cool. Uh, I think he was actually one of Jason's uh, characters that he liked, my my little brother Jason, uh, when he was younger. Uh, but yeah, Night Thrasher. Any That's thoughts? a solid pull. Yeah. I, I know he died at the beginning of Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, the, pretty much all the new Warriors besides Speedball died at the beginning of Civil War. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. so I know. I mean, I, 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 like, I looked it up when you were talking about it. I don't want to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have no thoughts about Night Thrasher. Yeah, yeah he was, he was a cool looking, like, daredevilish kind of character from the '90s. Yeah, I think if you uh, read some of his, some of his books, you'd agree that he, he was a cool character. Like, he made really hard choices for the future. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I dig that. And, you know, anybody not have like, you know, when you were talking about that, I literally was like, you know, we, we, I joke about Batman doesn't get to be in this discussion and Superman probably doesn't either. But, you know, who does is Steel. Steel. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew you rat bastard were going to say that, Danny. <laughs> Shaq. Shaq, Daddy. But John Henry Irons, like yep, John Henry, and I mean, I I came to Steel right when he was brand new, like freaking with Superman yeah, dead, Superman. Oh, yeah, Death and man, he it up. and of the Superman, like the one who I wanted to take over was Steel. He was so freaking cool, he and was so freaking and whenever he shows up in the comics, I just I think. Uh, I don't know. I just, I really dig him so much. Like, you know, and basically like Superman saves his life and like says, do good. And he, and he does. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's got a freaking sledgehammer. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> but like, he's also, he's another guy that doesn't have any superpowers. He just builds like this mechanized suit of armor and like, you know, goes and does stuff. He's, he's Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, a, in a way, but Iron Man without the money. So it's like Night Thrasher is Batman without the money. Like, Steel is, like, the counter, I suppose. Yeah. And, I mean, this is Louise Simonson, who I don't think gets enough credit, uh, unless people, like, really know who she is. Mm. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, John Henry Irons is a doctor, brilliant weapons engineer, like just really, really freaking cool. And I think because of that, that Shaquille, you know, movie, he he does not get the respect that he deserves. No, no, I agree. I think if they were to throw him in one of those CW shows, um, they could really redeem that character. Even if they did it with through with his niece, if they threw, you know, have her be the steel character. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping like they had that Death of Superman like animated movie, and I think the Reign of the Superman uh, animated's come out, and I was hoping like that would get people like talking about Steel again, but alas, it did not happen. <laughs> and I I think uh, I think Steel deserves uh, deserves mention and like you know really really cool. If you like Superman, like you'll like Steel. Yeah. Like he's dope. I hate stretchy powers. But <laughs> Steel does not have stretchy powers. Oh no, man. Well, there was that time that he became like actual superpowered and like living metal. Then he did like stretch into like 
liquidy metal stuff. But that aside, <laughs> that was just that one time. It was... uh... I remember that. It was really bad. It wasn't. It was not good. Which is why they turned him back. They like retconned it back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we didn't say much about Bumblebee. Do we have anything more to say there? <laughs> you mean how amazing she is? Uh, how like influential she has been for like a very long time. Um, she. <laughs> she has been. She was like what set in the seventies. She came out. Yeah. So I mean. I mean unless you know about nubia like definitely like the first like hero of color like in dc yeah i mean she's fun like as a character as a as a person she's fun and she's she's cool to have on the team she's reliable she's awesome i mean she's um she's amongst those heroes like ant-man and the wasp and stuff and i don't really i've never been into those powers so like i've i've never like gone into like how she handles herself, but um, so, so you're saying you don't like growing and shrinking powers? No, no, I just don't like the insect size heroes. <laughs> I, I don't like stretchy. <laughs> I don't like stretchy powers. Yeah, and the and the shrinker people like never really appealed to me. Yeah, I mean, she didn't. And start... I think I think it was because of fucking Ant Man that that did that. <laughs> After he beat his wife, I was like, eh, I don't like those fucking <laughs> bug people. I don't like them. Well, that was that was Hank Pym. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, don't don't put a one one whitey's actions on everybody. I agree. Don't let one <laughs> don't let one ant ruin the colony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did Bumblebee always have the uh, the shrinky powers or was that later? Uh, You know what? I actually don't. No. Yeah, because I thought yeah. she had zappy powers, right? Like yeah, kind of like, the, like Black she, Widow. Yeah, like uh, like her her bee sting or whatever. <laughs> I know at one point she, she did. People with her ass. Well, she got like <laughs> oh she got shrunk down to like the size of a bee at some point, but still had like superpowers. But I don't really, I don't know that too too much about Karen Beecher. I mean, yeah. Teen Titans and 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 cool for representation but like not like not op like martian manhunter <laughs> yeah i mean she was on the doom patrol at one point which should tell you something yeah that's yeah you know, like when you when you become a member of uh dr calder's doom patrol it, it's not because you're the best hero in the world yeah <laughs> <laughs> just saying the doom but, patrol is awesome but yeah yeah, yeah. well i, I already mean, had my lady like Monica Rambeau was the she was the books I was reading so and and when you're when you're demoted from the Teen Titans to the Doom Patrol like ye <laughs> so I mean <laughs> that's all yeah okay. so I don't know I think uh, I would like to see uh, some Bumblebee in live action that'd be cool I would yeah. I would too. And then, you know, we have to quickly mention, just because it's the other Joseph, War Machine, like good old Rhodey. Yeah, Oh, Rhodey. yeah, of course. But Rhodey kind of jumps into the same uh, pool as Cyborg, where eventually they just become more machine than person. I mean, yeah, he did. Like, he was he was a tank. He was he a was. literal tank at one point. I agree. He was, because I have that comic. <laughs> <laughs> I have that book where he, he literally, like... His lower half gets blown off, and he just puts himself on a tank and goes, "Okay, 
I have the tank now. And like just <laughs> integrates it into a system. I was like, what the fuck is this? He's, he's the whole tank? <laughs> I'm like, there's a little OP. It's a little OP. <laughs> but it was needed because he was fighting Ares at that exact moment. And, you know, Ares is God of War. So, like, Ares was kicking his fucking ass all over the place. So Yeah, it's Ares, bro. Yeah, it's fucking Ares. What are you supposed to do? It's like fighting Thor at the same time. No. Just don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dig Rhodey. I Rody. dig him, too. I think he's great. And he's more than just a sidekick. Like, he's a solid major player. Um, too bad they put him on B teams like the like West Coast Avengers and USA Avengers and all the other like side teams with him and like US Agent. But he's like a good quality main line Avenger standalone from Tony Stark. Yeah. I mean, he's, be- he's better than Tony Stank. And, uh, and he, I mean, he, Iron Patriot, like, I don't know. I, I dig him. I think uh, War Machine is, is a good pull. Uh, Solid pull. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's another character that proves, like, no one stays dead. That's true. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> That's <very> true. True. <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, Host Blue, what, uh, how you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Think it was a, a good discussion? I think we, it was a great discussion. I think we covered a lot of really good heroes, um, just from males, females, and beyond, with aliens and such. We covered a lot of ground, and I, I feel like we got a lot of different races uh, represented here. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think uh, my takeaway from everything is just, uh, you know, if you're if you're into comics, then there's probably a lot of other characters, like, Definitely, there's like one or two that we mentioned here where I'm like, huh, you know, I probably should learn a little bit more about them. Or, you know, if my friends think they're awesome, then maybe I'll think they're awesome, too. And we did, we just like scratched iceberg. Obviously, we didn't oh, say yeah. that we didn't talk about the Black Panther, you know, mm-hmm. because just every as of right now, everybody knows about we the King of bil- Wakanda. Yeah, we made a billion dollars in the box office. Right? And like, yeah. I, he's good. He's good. When, he's when I was going to be the host of this, I was going to be like, who's your favorite superhero person of color that's not Storm? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, uh, I, I think we <laughs> I think we don't need to to say anything more about Storm. Like people people know know who she is. Yeah, exactly. And like like really like Cyborg probably fits into that, too. Like he's definitely there. Uh, but I, I think it was a pretty good list. And I think uh, I, I would challenge anybody to like read some of these characters if you haven't like there's some really good stuff oh mm-hmm. or that retconned original uh uh captain america oh uh I- isaiah bradley yes yes yeah that i was a good really story. loved that story it was so good with his uh that was Dwayne mcduffie right i think so yeah and his grandson the patriot yeah his grandson was a patriot yeah, yeah that was I feel bad we missed out on those two. Those those are two great characters. Yeah. Does Nick Fury count? (laughs) He does. He does with the uh, Ultimates, yeah. Yeah, the Ultimates one. Yeah, but I mean, like, Sam Jackson changed the face of it. Like, Nick Fury is black now. Yeah. 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 So many years of being that that one-eyed white dude. Now he is. He is Sam Jackson. Now he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and if the white guy shows up, you know he's an LMD. Yep. <laughs> like you know it. Yep. <laughs> so for sure. Mm. Well, I don't, I mean I don't know if Danny's got final thoughts or how Blue wants to close this out. Well, um, go ahead, Blue. 
No, please. Final thoughts, dude. No, just, you know, it, it, diversity always makes things better. And that's even proven statistically. Um, I, I think you get more of these characters, you know, let's, let I don't know, ask for them. I don't know how we get more of these characters on the movie screens, on our TV screens. Um, they already put them out in the comics, obviously, because we've, we've gone back from the 70s with some of these characters, maybe even in the 60s. So if we can get more of these characters like on the screen so that way the younger generation can be exposed to them and then these kid these those characters can take on a myth mythos of their own um that it would just make things better. Yep. I fully wow. agree. Um growing up as a young Hispanic man uh from New York and Boston, Massachusetts all the way through to over here like you know uh, especially as a military brat, I moved around a lot. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't have a lot of friends to hang on to because I was always moving. So what I had was my superheroes. And I didn't have, uh, at the beginning, I didn't have a lot of heroes that like looked like me. And once my mom and dad kind of saw that, they started introducing me and my uncle started introducing me to all these heroes of colors. And I got to tell you, it made a difference. It made a really big difference. And I think uh, it's important to have heroes that you can identify with um, on a deeper level, not just like the color of their skin, but like the types of people as well. So yes, um, diversity is is major, super important because obviously you're gonna gravitate to, towards somebody who looks like you, but also the content of the stories, I think has to be also up there as well. And I think with a lot of these characters that we've talked about today there have been those stories like things that you can relate to and that's why we so strongly like recommend everybody go read go read some of these books you know what i mean if you've got the time to do it do it uh they're amazing and i think you'll be pretty surprised over some of the incredible stories that you'll find out there amen (laughs) (laughs) yes well said blue yeah yeah very well said just no stretchy powers. <laughs> and no oh, jeez. No, no capes. No capes. Uh, well, Blue, close this out, man. You're the host. Do it. All right. So, uh, what, what is it? Ta ta t t f n. You know where we're at with Joe the Wookie Riot at Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. The Facebook group, plug, 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 come and get it. You know you want it. It's there. Just don't be a douchebag and we'll add you. Uh, we've also got Danny the Deuce, who is constantly doing stuff there because he ain't got nothing else. We've also got we, – what What else you got there, uh, 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 Joey? What, what What else you got? Uh, my Twitter and Instagram is at Wookie Riot. That's Wookie with two E's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There, there is a website for the podcast, uh, anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. Yeah. And then, of course, there's me, Blue. You can catch me on Blue Wolf D, DeviantArt, Instagram, Facebook. I'm in there. I'm, uh, I help. <laughs> and on Twitter, he's Hydra Wolf D. Because <laughs> that bitch won't give me back my name. That's hydro, not hydra. That's right. Water, because I'm (laughs) water-affiliated. Because water is blue. 
Because yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Blue's so thirsty. <laughs> I need it's, water right now. He's so thirsty. He's Ruda, so thirsty. Why is he you so know thirsty, what, You know what heroes are the best heroes? Rudabega and Asparagus BJ. Ah, you know it. <laughs> so fabulous. And Boston Cherry. Boston <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> I forgot about Boston Cherry. Oh, you can never forget about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Oh, man, it's so good. Well, Blue, thanks uh, for letting me be on your podcast. Oh, thank you for letting me host your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, close this out, Blue. All right. <laughs> TTFN. This is Blue, Danny, and Joe the Wookie Riot signing out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like how you were laughed. Put <laughs> <laughs> Blue at the end. Put Joe at the end. <laughs> uh, it Damn was... it, I tried. Shit. No, you did good. We didn't even talk about Blade. Everybody knows about fucking Blade. Wesley Snipes is Wesley Snipes. Yeah, that's true. You got a point there. Yeah. Fantastic. You owe a lot of money.